0: And welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LobbyRumble.com, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. We are recording on May 9th, 2022. I'm Rob, editor in chief at LobbyRumble.com, and I'm joined by content writer Ron. How was your week?
1: It was good. Um, you know, it's my usual week. Uh, pretty much watching basketball every day uh, since it's still the NBA playoffs. And um, it was a yesterday or pretty much the whole u- weekend. Um, there was the uh, Formula One race down in Miami, mm-hmm. um, which was very exciting to watch. And then um, Max Verstappen from Red Bull got first place. So congrats to Max. And um, something really weird happened to me also during the weekend. <laughs> I got like an allergic reaction to like one of my facial products. That I, and I'm still trying to figure out which one. Ooh. Yeah. And what sucks is like I have like, ugh, like seven of them that <laughs> I use daily. <laughs> I do that whole, like, skincare routine thing. And, like, um, so, like, I want to say, like, two, maybe, like, two and a half, two and a half months ago, um, I kind of switched up products because, like, the ones that I usually use all kind of ran out at the same time. And I just wanted to, like, just kind of start new stuff just, just to try it out. And I was okay at first. Every once in a while, like, I would feel, like, this, like, uh, like this tingling sensation in my eyebrows or on, <laughs> and sometimes, like, on my cheeks. And I just kind of ignored it. I was like, uh, "Uh, I'm not gonna try to scratch it or whatever." But like this weekend, maybe it like I had that same feeling like the night before, and then when I woke up, like my eyelids were like puffy and red. <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap! What the what happened?" And uh, I'm I'm thinking it's that. So, and I also have um, hay fever, seasonal allergies, and it's it's really bad this year. So I wonder if that has a play into it mm. but and yeah i don't know which one it is so far but so far i ruled out my my cleanser and my toner <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so i got to test out all these other products one by one but yeah
0: and all i use is just a oil cleanser and i just mm-hmm. put lotion on like uh i remember one from his nine video where ha was talking about how her dad skincare routine goes and he just uh-huh. like grabs a dollop of lotion and just like smothers it on and that's pretty much what I do I'm very not that well versed in it but
1: yes, one thing I. that
0: uh came up when I was at Kcon because there's like one full corner dedicated to Korean uh beauty products mm-hmm. that I was telling my sister because I was staying over there uh when I whenever I visited for Kcon Oh, do you want to just come just to go check out the skincare products area? <laughs> uh, that's probably something I should probably look into, but I don't think I'm caring for my skin as best as I can.
1: I'm trying to stay youthful forever. <laughs> even even when I'm 50, like in my 50s, I want to look like I'm in, in my 30s. Mm. That's the goal.
0: So that was sports and skincare products <laughs> for my week. I binge watched *Business Proposal* on Netflix. This is the one that stars An Hyo Seop, Kim Sejong, My Girl, Solina, and Kim Min It's a pretty straightforward romantic comedy where the rich guy falls for the ordinary girl from an ordinary family. It's it's pretty fun. Um, the it's one of those ones where it has these modern visual effects where whenever they're texting, the text. Blows up on the screen. Mm. Uh, there are fun, clever transitions between scenes. It incorporates those visual effects to it. Like at one mm. point where she was like running into her crush, she went into like this uh, dreamlike sequence where she was like just floating across the floor. I saw like a <laughs> a behind the scenes where they're just using like a dolly shot where she was like on, a, on another dolly just pulling her... Through
1: the scene, that's pretty
0: cool. Oh, cool. But yeah, this is a pretty easy watch. It's not. There's no like super duper deep stuff about it. So it's it's a good refresher from something like in All of Us Are Dead or a Penthouse, where you could just like sit back and have fun. So that was business proposal binge watching. So let's talk about the new releases. In this section, we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous week. What do you have on? What do we have on the list this time?
1: So for this week, the list is kind of light, but still some pretty good stuff that came out last week. So first off, on May 3rd, we have Psy coming out with uh, his music video Celeb with Suzy. And it's a B-side from his eighth album called Psy Ninth. Same day, we have Alice, formerly known as Elris, come out with their single Power of Love. And this is their first single since the name change, and it's a ballad. Uh, same day, we have Icon coming back with their title song, But You, from their album Flashback with a 80s synthwave feel. The next day, we have Woods coming out with I Hate You on the album Colorful Trauma. Then May 5th, we have a debut album called Classes Over from Classy, and they released their title track, Shut Down. Then on, oh, uh, today, May 9th, TXT comes out with Good Boy Gone Bad. From their EP "Miniso," two Thursday's Child.
0: Among these, which would you pick as your favorite?
1: I would have to say Icon's "But You," cause it does have that eighty synth wave sound, and I love that sound. Like anytime an idol or a group does that song, I love it. So like, Twice had "Can't Stop Me," Everglow had "La Di and Stacey had "So Bad," and th- and there's other ones, and they all happen to come from like during like fall twenty twenty which I guess like mm-hmm. around that time was was kind of popular for that sound. Um, and, and I really enjoyed the song. It sounded really good. But I still can't get used to not seeing B.I. with Icon. Cause, and he was like my favorite member. Like him and Bobby were my favorite mm-hmm. members of Icon. So seeing them without Bobby still kind of hurts.
0: <laughs> without B.I.?
1: Oh yeah, Without B.I., yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> so I liked Icon too. I'm into the 80s synthwave kind of music too. The only thing is about the video is that it's a little hard to watch um oh, there's a lot of yeah. flashing lights yeah, so i'm yeah. not sure how you felt about that but i had to like look away <laughs> because of my aging eyes couldn't like <laughs> i don't think i have like uh epilepsy or anything but mm. i was like i don't want to test it yeah so just for warning it's a little bit flashy yeah. in the music video so that was icons but you for my pick of the week i will go with size celebrity it's a really fun song and music video. The sets are really colorful. There's a lot of fun little special effects that happen. It's sort of got this summer song kind of vibe to it. Instrumental reminds me of something that Momoland might put out. Mm. Um, yeah, Suzy's in this. Uh, I don't think she's on the track, but she's just like starring in the video. Like same thing with Nan in that other side video that came out. Um, what's really cool is that. I think Psy had a couple of costume changes, but Susie's just like every time you see her, she's wearing something new. It's sort of like um that one Oscars or whatever award show where the the host just kept coming out with different costume changes, like every, every single scene. Um, and actually, I guess this came out after a three year delay. Uh, this was previewed back in 2019 during one of his concerts. For whatever reason, it was delayed, and it just is now just coming out along with that. That
1: yeah, I, I like that song too. It's very catchy, Um and you know, obviously, Suzy looked great in that in that video. Um, <laughs> but I had no idea that it it's an it's an like an old song, pretty much. Like you said, it was like from twenty nineteen. That that's crazy because then it it still sounds like a, a brand new song. That would be that would come yeah. out today. So that just goes to show how, how good science. is.
0: I'm not sure if it was filmed back then or now, but it's pretty fun. But to me, it didn't sound exactly like a Psy song, like um the same kind of sort of like dancey, numbery kind of title track that he puts out. Why I sort of said it sounded like a Momoland song because it just mainly because of that horn section in the chorus. Mm. But it's, it's a fun song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People should go check it out, especially for uh, fans of Susie. Um, I I didn't really uh, grow up with Miss A because, once again, I didn't really follow the second generation too much. Or are they considered third generation?
1: Uh, I would put them in second generation.
0: Maybe 2.5, like my girls, A Pink.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I would... Yeah, I would say, like, yeah, because they came out, what, 2011 or something like that? 2010, 2011, somewhere around there? Yeah, Yeah, because
0: I'm not too too familiar with Miss A, but I think my first big run-in with Suzy is uh, actually during Startup on Netflix. Oh, what? Really? Well, I mean, I've seen Suzy around, but, like, my first actual consumption of Suzy products... Uh, was probably that I mean she I think when I was like um binging through running man she's like on a lot of episodes yeah. but I didn't really uh follow miss a I mean I liked her I liked her uh her solo um, oh, yeah, yeah that was good from not too long ago a holiday yeah but yeah that Psy celebrity in the news segment we'll share our picks for what happened in K-pop for the week so what did you bring for news this time
1: so this time I brought a news article that is very dear to my heart. <laughs> it is <laughs> Sana coming out of COVID protocol. I so exci- hey. I was so excited when this news came out. Um, so she came back in Korea on May 6th, so three days ago from this filming. And um, yeah, so she caught pretty much COVID during their tour in Japan. And then on April 26, JYP released a statement that Sana tested positive. So, um, and that was the day I think either that day or the following day, twice flew back to Korea, but you know, Sana obviously stayed in stayed back in Japan in quarantine. And um and then on bubble, uh, she said she wasn't experiencing any symptoms and, and she felt fine. But, you know, as usual, you know, you gotta do you know, do your time and then um but now she's back and they're gearing up for their encore tour in LA which I'm going to see this weekend. So probably by the time you you know, you know guys hear this, I'll be out there fanboying in front of the audience. <laughs> yeah, super excited.
0: Yeah, it just sucks that COVID is still making its rounds. On K-pop news, almost every day, there's a new case. Yeah. So-and-so from so-and-so's taking a break because of COVID. Yeah, it's just we, we got to be safe out there. Uh, like I said, I caught it. Maybe around the same time as Sana did. And I'm still sort of on lockdown, just waiting for my whole household to come out of it. But um, I hope you have fun at the Thanks, at the man. tour yeah, uh, yeah. coming up.
1: I can't wait. I'm counting down the days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was Sana coming out of COVID protocol. I was actually going to do a news story regarding a couple of US tours coming up. So instead of going into detail, I'll just uh, mention them real quick. Dreamcatcher, Golden Child, and Brave Girls have all announced that they're doing U.S. tours that are going to be starting within a month or two. So if you're interested in those groups, you should check them out. And also, this is actually breaking news. Maybe within the hour of when we're about to start our podcast is that Alexa, the soloist from Korea... Representing Oklahoma has won American Song Contest, so congratulations to her. Congrats. So she came out of Produce 48. Unfortunately, she wasn't super highlighted. Uh, she, I think her only segments were that she was like the American girl that spoke English, but she just didn't really stick out amongst the other trainees. And uh, not too long ago, she came out as a soloist, and now she's out there winning... American singing show, so that's, that's really cool. But the news that I brought this week was breaking as of last night, is that Jiho parts ways with WM Entertainment and Oh My Girl. Sad so day. on May 9th, WM Entertainment released an official statement that Jiho will part ways with the company and Oh My Girl after seven years. The dreaded seven years that a lot of K-pop groups face. So Oh My Girl will proceed as six members moving forward, including Hyojung, Mimi, Yua, Sungi, Yubin, formerly known as Beanie, and Aaron. Not too long after the official statement, Jiho posted a handwritten letter to Miracle, AKA their fandom. Saying that she was thankful for the 7 years of, of support. She will continue to support Oh My Girl as a miracle. But she cannot share details of her future endeavors yet. Some songs that Oh My Girl is known for is Closer. Secret Garden. "Nonstop," A little song called Dolphin.
1: And most recently Real Love. Oh man. Uh, I'm sad that jiho's is leaving. Yeah, you know it's always sad when uh, someone breaks off from the group. Especially like. I feel like it's a lot more common for like a group reaches their seven years. There's always gonna be like one or two members who want to break away from the group, either do their own thing or just join another company, but still, you know, be part of the group. So hearing about Jiho's, um news this morning uh, kind of made me sad. I'm I wouldn't call myself like a huge Oh My Girl fan, but I do like some of their songs. I really liked uh God, what is it, Da Da Dance, Dance Dance Dance, something like that. <laughs> dun Dun Dance, Dun Dun Dance. There you go. Uh, I really like that song, and that song is part of my regular rotation. So, so I, I'm sad, but you know, I wish the best of luck to Jiho and her, her future career.
0: Yeah, so it's crazy how not too long ago, um, on one of our first episodes, if not our first episode, uh, one of my other favorite or my favorite group, A Pink, they had like one of their members yeah. leaving to pursue other things, and Oh My Girl, another one of my favorite groups. Um, is sort of going through the same thing after seven years. But there's no clear indication on why she's leaving. Uh, I think mostly because maybe she just wants to try something new. I know she's had a history with injuries from performing in the group, but we'll be supportive of anything that she undertakes in the future. So good luck with Jiho and her in- endeavors. So that was Jiho Parts Ways with WM Entertainment and Oh My Girl. In the spotlight section, we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it be an artist, song, album, TV show, or the like. What would you like to spotlight this week?
1: Yeah, so over the weekend, um, there are these, you know, Korean media outlets and and a lot of Korean community forums are already discussing who should be Rookie of the Year. Or I guess like Best New Artist is the, the official title of the, the award. And um, right now, Ive, Kepler and mix and the seraphim are currently seen as as the favorites to win it and you know it, it's only may <laughs> And you know mm-hmm. people people are already having this discussion and the fact that the seraphim is already being mentioned when they literally just came out like a week ago it, it's <laughs> crazy but that doesn't go without saying that all these groups that we i just mentioned have already found success this early in their in their careers. I've has already won thirteen music show wins for eleven and eight wins for Love Dive. Kepler, I, I think they broke the record or set a record for their first win after like the, the shortest after they debuted. So it's set at like twelve days. Nmix, um, they have already achieved twenty million views for OO in, in a single day, which is which is kind of wild for a brand new group. Mm-hmm. And for La Seraphim, they set a new record. Um, of sales of a debut album recording at 300,000 units which is nuts like who who do- who does those numbers <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as a rookie granted like out of those groups they have, uh, have already had like a following so that i i want to say that, that kind of helps um other than Enmik, right so like you know, in Ivan Seraphim, we have, you know, Eyes One alumni, right? Mm-hmm. And then in Kepler, they had their um music show before debut. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say like that helps them out a little bit, give them that little boost and success. But other than that, like, they've had an amazing debut for all of them because I loved Eleven. That was like one of my favorite, like rookie songs for, for the year. Well, I guess it came out, 2021 but i kind of count it for 2022 <laughs> and you know kepler's album was dope like i really like mask mm. you you already know i got like mixed feelings about and mix <laughs> their songs <laughs> but i i see the potential that they have right and mm-hmm. um i have no doubt in my mind that either their second or third release if it happens this year that it would be really good and for the seraphim i i still feel like it's still kind of early to call it even though i said i think i said last week or either when we we're just talking that I think they deserve Rookie of the Year because they because I loved that I loved Fearless. That was such an amazing album, and the title track Fearless is is super good. Thinking logically and thinking rationally, it's still kind of a little too early to call it for the Seraphim. I feel like they need maybe like another song, another one or two songs, then we can kind of give them a fair judgment. But I just you know just like being dramatic and like to call things early. <laughs> Out of all the rookie groups that have debuted so far. And it doesn't even have to be from the, the groups that I mentioned. It could be some, some other groups. Who do you think, in your opinion, had the best debut?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm not too familiar with other rookie groups outside this list. But among these four, uh, it's going to be heavily biased because I have a bias towards a couple of these groups. Mm-hmm. Because I've... Uh, that's just I as one alumni, like you said. So that that's a big bias right there especially Eugen is in like my top four of isa one Kepler I wasn't super as invested as I was in previous seasons of produce uh-huh. but I, was st- I was still like I wasn't as hot on Kepler mm-hmm. as I thought I was gonna be because I was pretty into the season of Girls Planet Nine Nine Nine. But just I don't know, for some reason that sort of died down for me. Mm-hmm. Um and Mix, we have similar opinions, but the song sort of grew on me a little bit and just watching a couple of vlogs and variety shows is gotten me to warm up to them a little bit more. mm mm-hmm. And LaSaraFem, again, a little bit biased because <laughs> Iza1, no alumni, so it's it's a little hard pick, but maybe I'm going to, even though Chewan is like my number two and Yujin's like my number four, Iza1, uh-huh. just because I had more time with IVE and I'm a little bit more into their sound, uh-huh. uh, com- comparing uh, title tracks at least, because uh-huh. I know I'm super into Blue Flame yeah, that's or whatever fun. that song's called. And that song and that stage is crazy. But um I'm gonna have to go with the Ive just cause pulling these these uh music show wins is just like crazy for a rookie group. Yeah,
1: 13? Holy crap, dude. And el- for eleven, I- 11 alone. Yeah, I, I for didn't 11?
0: I didn't like look into too depth into your numbers, but oh. I thought it's I thought for some reason it's said like thirteen total. But that's thirteen just for the <laughs> debut yeah, just song for alone.
1: Th- yeah, when I was doing research, right? that's how I got that number. Like when I first read that number, 13 music show wins. And I was like, Oh, okay. That must, I, like, I assumed it was for both. But then mm-hmm. like, when I looked it up, actually like looked it up I was like, no, it's for 11. <laughs> and then they had like, <laughs> like, like I got those numbers from Wikipedia and then like, you can, it'll tell you like what show they got it from and the date. And I was like, dang, are you kidding me? And then, you know, same thing with love dive, getting eight wins. And, I feel like that was pretty hard to do, especially when I feel like that song came out around the same time as the the Big Bang song, and you know that mm-hmm. that song was huge. But, you know, shout outs to I for winning all that medal, Wait, is it? Do they get a tro- like a physical trophy or?
0: Uh, you get you get a physical trophy. Uh, they're 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 the same like trophies that you would expect this trophy to look like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but and also with Love Dive, uh. Their runs technically not even done because you know you get those like residual wins, yeah. Even if you're done promoting, so it's it's totally possible,
1: yeah. It, but man, shout out to IVE, man, like I'm I'm very optimistic for the future because I I yeah I also like their sound, but I'm I'm gonna say like I think Lacer fm just from what they put out so far that's more of my vibe with the whole mm-hmm. like funk and R and B stuff that they've been putting out or that they put out last week, but Eleven was. So good <laughs> mm-hmm. Like In terms of all of You know The f- fourth generation um, Girl groups And I can only speak on girl groups Because I don't really pay attention I don't pay attention that closely To, to boy groups But um, In terms of fourth gen girl groups I had Itsy As like my favorite And I They still kind of are my favorite and But I had DALLA DALLA As their As like my My pick for The best debut Song for fourth gen but then once i came out with 11 i was like man this is really <laughs> close because i really like that um that slow down part before the chorus mm. and also that little um that counting thing that they do <laughs> with their hands oh yeah, yeah. and they, they they bite their thumb when they say 11 like that that part goes hard like i really like that part <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm excited for all these groups and i'm looking forward to what uh, other stuff they come out with this year
0: so that was Rookie of the Year Discussions. So what I'd like to spotlight this week is the sixth episode of Queendom. This is the continuation of round three. Last time vocal units showed off their prep for the midterm evaluations, but now it was the dance units' turn to show off their preparation. A cool thing about this episode was that they were visited by the choreographers who were Holy Bang, Lachika, and proudmon as opposed to learning from tablets like they do on a lot of these uh survival shows there are some fun segments that they usually do during these kind of episodes they presented the real sunbae nims which were members who debuted as kids um, before they were in k-pop so so members older than hyolin and um, some of the brave girls, for example, like Una was a child actor. Yeso was a child actor and so on. They also had Visual Queen who they all voted for who was the prettiest. And whoever won got to have this digitally inserted glow and sound effect whenever they were on screen throughout the broadcast <laughs> during the, the retreat, which is pretty funny. Um, that was Sola from WJSN. And they also had Recruit Queen, which is who you would recruit onto your team and obviously, everyone voted for Hyolin in the end. Oh, nice. So in the second half of the episode, they showed the vocal units preparing for their stages. And obviously, they have to have a vlog for each stage before they actually perform. So Luna and Kepler, whose group was Sun and Moon, because Sun derives from Kepler's concept and Moon derives from Luna's concept. Kim Lip and Chu went to go pick up Young Un at school, which is a pretty cute moment. And then the whole unit ended up going to a butterfly garden to sort of inspire them for the song because the song that they did was EXO Don't Go, which has a translation that sort of translates to butterfly. So that's why they went to the butterfly garden. They were the biggest vocal unit group, so they're able to incorporate a lot of harmonies during the song i actually got a little emotional (laughs) during this (laughs) during this uh performance because they're the only intro group that was illustrated to have a good time during their collaboration they they were just having fun they didn't show any struggles this was the first and last time that they were performing together as a group uh they became pretty good friends because of this and even closer to the end because the song is pretty emotional too um Near the end, during the bridge, uh, so there was a signature moment that happened during the song, during the bridge, when Young was singing, a single tear rolled down her cheek. After the performance, Cha also started crying too, and also during the performance when it was showing the reaction shots of the different groups, you could see that a lot of the other Kepler members are also crying too, so it was a little bit emotional. So amongst the members in the groups, a couple of these members were my favorites. Uh, WJSN and VVZ, whose group name is Milky Way, who embrace the universe, uh, which is another word for Una's name. Um, They got to hung- hang out on Starship's roof garden. As opposed to the first group running around and having fun, they showed like Subin having a little bit of trouble with the high notes during this one, which is always sort of a trope to go to during these survival music shows. They performed IU Hold My Hand. They had nice dresses. The vocals were really nice. Yunjung is always a powerful singer. They also highlighted that she's currently in a musical at the moment. And it's cool how they melded Una and Subin's vocals because they have pretty similar tones. And the last group, uh, which was Brave Girls and Hyolin, their group was named as 33 because that's the age of Hyolin and Min Young. So they got to hang out at Brave Entertainment. A big selling point to this group is that they became same age friends. Uh, Min Young got to cook food for Hyolin and they got to hang out and just like talk about their struggles as artists. So Min Young was actually struggling with her, with her high notes too because she still has a lingering COVID um, recovery. But the cool thing is that Hyolin is very flexible with her performances that. She's able to work around what Min Young was able to put out. They performed To My Youth by Bull 4. It was super duper emotional. If I was emotional in the first song, I was emotional during this song. (laughs) It was cool because on the visual screens, they handwritten out the lyrics of the song and they projected it onto the screens. It's just a sad song in general because I know I like the song, but I've never listened to the lyrics. But over the weekend, I actually watched like a lyric video and it's super (laughs) duper (laughs) sad about going through puberty and stuff like that. Um, Because I know that almost everyone by the end of it was crying. Like the audience, all the groups participating as they're also like pointing out that, Oh, like, a lot of the Kepler members were sort of crying because they were sort of going through what the song's talking about. Oh. But if I had to recommend um a song from this week, it's either going to have to be Luna and Kepler or Brave Girls and Hyolin because those songs just, like, got got me having shivers. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a jam-packed episode. I gotta watch this one. <laughs> yeah, the the one thing that I don't like about this season is that the media team they're not putting out all versions of the performance because in previous seasons they included the the performance cut which was just the the performance but they also included the episode cut which included all the reaction shots and stuff like that which is what i usually like to sort of shove in people's faces (laughs) but because it like i said like it it is pretty fun watching like everyone reacting to all of the songs and like everyone crying but i mean if you have access to the episode just watch the episode if you can and also watch for chu panicking (laughs) at kim lips driving (laughs) but yeah that was episode six of queendom to end the show we'd like to leave you all with some recommendations that aren't necessarily k-pop what would you like to recommend this week
1: i'd like to recommend this um tea place i don't know if you guys like milk tea and all that but I, I love milk tea. I always try to look for new places to mm-hmm. to try. But um, yesterday I went to a place called TPT. So that's, letter T, letter P, and then T T E A. Um, this is out in um Cupertino. Um, this used to mm-hmm. be my kind of like my go to spot when I used to live in Cupertino. But now I don't live in Cupertino anymore. I live much farther now. But um, mm-hmm. I went there on Sunday. They have like a whole bunch of new stuff since the last time I've been there. I. I want to say I haven't been there since the, maybe the start of the pandemic, maybe. I, I don't know. But it's a really good spot. They pride themselves in having uh, quality ingredients, quality tea, their cooking technique when, when it comes to making boba. Because so far, like out of all the, the places that I've tried, I felt like this place, TPT, makes their boba the best. Because it, it has a nice consistency. It's nice and chewy. And it's not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like some places will, will have like hard boba because they... They're not like constantly making fresh ones or, or whatever, but but anyways, TPT is awesome. I recommend everyone to go there if anyone's out in the South Bay. And I'd recommend their strawberry milk tea. It's really good. I normally don't drink like fruity milk teas. I I tend to go for the the more traditional, like just straight up milk tea, house milk tea. Or if like a boba place has like the brown sugar boba and milk tea, then that's what I go for. And yesterday was when I tried the strawberry meal to for the first time. And I was blown away. They use real strawberries, <laughs> believe it or not. So wow. and it, it tasted really good. They also have really good food. And this was the, f- they used to not have food, but now I guess now they do. I had the popcorn chicken yesterday and it was amazing. So I, I recommend uh, everyone nice. to go check it out if you're in the area. It's in Cupertino, California. Not a lot of parking, but uh, you'll, you'll, find some, you'll find a spot. <laughs> but it's great. Check it out.
0: I myself haven't really explored like boba menus mm. too much. Like I didn't fi- I didn't try boba or I didn't try milk tea uh. places until like maybe my senior year in oh, high really? school. Yeah. Um the the place near like not too far away yeah. from our school. Um I had a friend who worked at that boba place that had a secret menu item called the hype beast. Oh. <laughs> I remember. I'm not sure if I remember that. Joke. Yeah, you might be <laughs> Yeah, so that was like my first foray into it, which is sort of a raspberry slushy uh, with green apple jelly. And it was lined with Monster Energy drink. So that was my first drink and only drink for a while. I eventually got into coffee milk teas, tiger milk teas and stuff like that. But nowadays I just go with a regular old pearl milk tea. So stuff like pizza, hamburgers and Rubens. Whenever I go to like a new place, I try to use it as a barometer. So I try to Uh measure the pearl milk tea of different places. But if you guys are in the East Bay, one of my favorite places that I go to is called Milk Tea Lab. And I love their pearl milk tea. Just like whatever they put in it. um, I like the consistency of their bobas too. But just whatever sugar ratio that they use, um, I really like the taste of their um, pearl milk teas. So that was TPT in Cupertino and Milk Tea Lab in Concord, California. For my recommendation this week, I'd like to recommend a song. And this song is Stay With Me by AB6. This is from their second studio album, Mo Complete. This sort of has a floaty, spacey vibe to it. This song is covered in synth instrumentals, and it's also backed by a couple of cool-sounding voice samples. A synth bass kicks into the chorus, which gives it a little bit more of a heavier feel compared to the rest of the song. It's cool because the three vocalists, Wung, Donghyun, and Daehee. Their vocals mix very well, like I could never tell who's singing at whatever time. During the second verse, Woojin comes in with his signature deep-toned raps. It's just a nice and chill song. It's definitely one of those songs that defines my kind of a playlist. I've always been complimented on my playlist like when I worked in the video department lab a lot of the students that came in would always compliment my playlist and this is definitely one of those kind of songs. It's just a really chill song and I love chill songs. So that was AB6's Stay With Me from their second studio album Mo Complete. To close out the show do you have anything to promote?
1: As usual I like to promote our social media accounts. You can follow us at idle rumble pretty much everywhere. And if you guys like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and also leave us a, a review on on iTunes. It helps us out a lot.
0: And you could catch my work at lobbyrumble.com. You can follow me on social media at Rob Loves Pizza with a R0B. Music's brought to you by Kevin McLeod of Incoptech.com. And that'll do it for this week's show. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Idol Rumble podcast.